Um, so we just gonna go out there and play basketball and win. And win? Yeah. And how many games? Six. We're gonna be we're gonna win in six. Welcome back to the Bucks in Six podcast. I'm your host, Michael Correo, also known as Bucks House on Instagram, your number one source for all things Milwaukee Bucks. I forgot that my Thursday night class, all we did was a mock interview for a job. I chose the Washington Wizards social media job, but that went by pretty quick. I was able to catch the second half of the game, so I originally wanted to get a podcast done before the game, but I ended up just doing this post-game one instead, so this will be this year's first post-game podcast. I speculated on last episode that Javon Carter would start and indeed he did the Bucks ran with that lineup of Holiday, Carter, Allen, Giannis, and Brooke. Of course, we know that Middleton and Connaughton will be out for the first few weeks, and Ingles will be out until December or January. But other than that, the injury report was clean for both sides, so that's pretty good. The Bucks got off to a good start. Giannis won a perfect 4 for 4 had 10 points overall, and the Bucks were moving the ball well. Eight of our 24 assists came in the first quarter. We shot 57% from the field, holding Philly to 40%, and I texted my friend, the Bucks are back. It looked like we were in peak form, and you Even without three rotational guys, we looked like we were doing pretty well. Really from then on out, though, both teams struggled shooting the ball. Philly outscored Milwaukee 21-17 in the second quarter, and both offenses just looked awful. Giannis wasn't as aggressive. I think he only took two shots in the quarter, and no one else really could get it going. One of the highlights I had from the second half was Ian Eagle making Stan Van Gundy self-conscious about the way he pronounces Giannis's last name. And I was talking to my friend about it, but the way he pronounces it is Adetokwumpo. And he said it all game, and it's funny that Ian Eagle was saying Atetokounmpo the whole game, and Stan Van Gundy couldn't pick up on it. And obviously Giannis is a well-known player, and he has been for years and years now. So it's just hilarious that Stan couldn't get the pronunciation down. And then Ian Eagle made it a point basically to tell him that Stan was saying it wrong, and Stan's like, yeah, I'm not going to say it for the rest of the game. But on to my actual second half notes, there were some pretty encouraging things. Brooke Lopez, I think this was a great game showcasing why we haven't traded him over the years. I think people have wanted us to get Miles Turner. People think that he's a good, young, solid center, which is fine, but Brooke is also one of the best options in the league to guard a guy like Embiid. And it's crazy how we've never played Philly over these past few years in the playoffs with how good both teams have been. But I think you'd see Brooks' impact and his value with his defense on Embiid in the playoffs, whereas other guys we might bring in would struggle and Embiid would dominate. In the first quarter, Embiid had 10 points. He was 4 of 9. But then after that, he went missing. He shot 2 for 12 and had 5 points in the second, third, and fourth quarters. And I think that was a mix of him both missing open looks and just Brooke Lopez's great defense. Lopez finished with 17 points, 4 rebounds, 2 blocks in 31 minutes, and he looked great. I mentioned how Giannis wasn't as aggressive in that second quarter, but he did pick it up in the fourth, was 3 for 7. I saw people concerned from both Bud and Giannis's post-game interview saying they both made it seem like scoring won't be as much of a priority for Giannis, and they want others to be more involved this season, which I think is fair. You think back to the Boston series and how Giannis was the only player to get going in that series, and this way you don't really need to rely on Giannis scoring as much. But for those concerned, especially with how rough our offense looked yesterday, we've got to give it a little bit more time. Giannis played two games in the preseason. He was playing overseas all summer. We know P.J. Tucker is a pesky defender, so I wasn't really expecting him to put up 40 points right out the gates to open the season. And actually where I like him not being as aggressive to open things up is when we're low on depth because this will give other guys opportunities to step up and we can get a good look at who can produce when we need it. And this very well could only be a one-game thing with Giannis. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back to scoring 30 to 40 points within the next few games. We've got Houston on Saturday, and I think that's definitely a game where he can get things going. 
We know the offense was rough, but we got a good look at our new three-point defense. It's predicated on trusting Brook and Giannis down low. No overhelping, just trust Giannis and Brook to be in the paint. Pack it down there. They combined for five blocks. I mentioned Brook was great on Embiid. Philly only shot five for 24 from three, which is really encouraging because they certainly have been a team in years past who's given the Bucks fits with their outside shooting. So we sacrificed some points in the paint, let Giannis and Brook handle it for the most part, and then we held the Sixers to below 21% from deep, and it looked really good. The bench also played a key part in Milwaukee's win. Philly's bench was not good. DeAnthony Melton and Daniel House were the only two 76ers to score. They only combined for 13 points. I mentioned that one thing about Giannis not taking as many shots is that it opened up things for other guys. And even without a few rotation guys, we still put up 29 points off the bench, which isn't amazing, but still pretty solid, all things considered. Bobby Portis led the way with 11 points off the bench. Wesley Matthews hit that clutch three to put the Bucks up one in his first game since the Boston series, and things kind of just worked out well for that bench unit. We built up a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, but then Harden kind of took off. 16 of his 31 came in the fourth quarter. He's been really good this season. I think he wants to make a point that he's not washed, and he's put up back-to-back 30-point games to kick things off. I mentioned that Giannis was 3-for-7 in the fourth quarter, but outside of that, the Bucks, I believe, were 2-for-12 from the field. Outside of Giannis, the Bucks could not get anything going in that final period, and I've avoided talking about it this whole podcast, but what was Drew Holiday doing? I don't know if he thought it was the playoffs still and he had to put up terrible shots like he did against the Boston Celtics. He did have eight assists and some nice defensive plays, but he could not score to save his life. He was two for 15 from the field, and there's no way this is right, but he's only down for one turnover. I swear there's at least three from him. Just a sloppy game overall. Hopefully he can pick things up. If he plays even slightly better, it's an easier win for Milwaukee, but it was ugly. The Bucks come away with their first win of the season without some of their rotation players, without Giannis being super aggressive, and with Drew playing terribly, so you'll definitely take that if you're Milwaukee. That will do it for tonight's episode. The Bucks are back at home for the first game at Pfizer this season, and that will be tomorrow night against Houston. 